0: Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. In honor of this year's Groundhog Day, we're entertaining one of cinema's most hotly contested topics. How long was Phil Connors trapped in the Groundhog Day loop in Harold Ramis's 1993 comedy classic Groundhog Day? Arguing for the short loop theory is regular debater Tyler Hands. Arguing for the long loop theory are both myself and our good friend Evan Wickham. Evan is a native Southern Californian, a recording artist and graduate student in Portland, Oregon, and he is ready to get existential with Groundhog Day. So given that yesterday was Groundhog Day, we, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We revitalized the age-old debate over the movie, the film Groundhog Day directed by Harold Ramis, starring Bill Murray, on how long Phil Connors is actually trapped in the time loop on Groundhog Day. Now, last year, uh, my friend Tyler and my friend Evan and myself got into a friendly debate via the internet on Twitter Mm. about how long Phil was actually trapped in the time loop, and it kind of sprawled out into all these philosophical existential questions that need to be considered to comprehend exactly how long he possibly could have been trapped in the time loop. Now you can uh, throw a rock at the internet and hit any number of articles about (laughs) how long Phil was actually trapped in the time loop. And the theories vary quite wildly. At one point, Harold Ramis himself said that he thought maybe he was stuck in there for something like 10 years. And then later on, I think that was on the DVD commentary much later. He said he thinks the 10 year theory is actually way too short. So, Um, I thought that the three of us, myself, Tyler, and Evan, since this is where the debate originated a year ago, almost to the day. It it was to the day. To the day. To the actual day. March 3rd, 2014. So, I thought... It's February.
1: I know,
2: 11 months to the day. 11 months months to to the the day.
0: day. Um, We could sit down and and try to work this out, not on Twitter, for the sake of the podcast. (laughs) Now, so let's, let's start with this. Um, you know, we've all seen Groundhog Day uh, probably several times in our lives, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I have. It's been quite a while, though.
0: It's been quite a while. But Made you know, an
1: impression. I would say yeah. it's hard to tell how many times I've seen it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's say for the sake of argument, before we, before we get into the nitty-gritty of it right now, um, without giving it a tremendous amount of thought any, any more so than you have in your life, what would you say, each of you guys? How would you say? How long would you say you theorize that Phil was trapped in the time loop? I'm looking at you, Tyler. Just so jumping, yeah. jump to the chase. All right. Just well, this you don't have to, to explain here. it. Just I,
1: uh, I say he's been in his in his time loop for three years.
0: Three years. So that's mm. incredibly short. Yeah. Theory. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's incredibly short. Yeah. You think he was trapped in that? time loop of many of the same day over and over again for far longer than three years?
1: Yeah, the director, I think so. director, Harold Ramis, says three decades. And the original the original um, screenplay?
0: No, 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 he didn't say three decades. He said ten years or thereabouts.
1: No, he said ten years in initially. And oh, then he right, changed right. it to thirty years. But the uh, the film's original screenplay said 10,000 years.
0: Right, but we're not going off of what... So the, we can all agree. That was an outdated draft of the <laughs> screenplay. <laughs> we
1: can all we can all acknowledge that it's not 10,000 years. It's not 10,000 okay. years. He does right. not spend 10,000 years in Punxsutawney, I'd, Pennsylvania. Before
0: we get too carried away, you know, the easy thing is to say, oh, well, Harold Ramos is the director. He said it was 10 years and then later said it was 30. It must have been that. But even the fact that he's changed his theory yeah, that's of how telling. long Phil was trapped in the... That's th- significant it mm. It means that it's not you know <clears throat> it's not clear. I don't
1: think the film shows enough to to uh, actually uh, convince me that th- he was he was actually caught in this time loop for any longer than a decade. I think mm. a decade is too long
2: because thirty years is ten thousand nine hundred and fifty days. So Did you that, do that is' math on the fly. I just did it on my iPhone. Okay, right wait, where'd it go? 365 times 30 is 10,950 Groundhog Days in a row. Right. So you gather that from the movie.
0: No, okay, well, here we go. Let's just get into it. <laughs> I, I think that the 10-year theory, to me, is more convincing than either the three-month theory or the 30-year theory. Now... We And we can unpack this further, but, you know, you've got three things to go off of in the movie. First is, like, a, how many actual days you see on screen, right, with any sort of clarity. For the first four or five days, you actually see the start of a day and the end of that day, and mm-hmm. then it begins again. That escalates pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, you have, like, the implication of days where he'll talk about things that he's done that you don't see on screen... And then the third factor is uh, the things that he learns or the skills that he acquires that we don't actually get to see, at least not in their entirety on screen. Mm. Like, certainly it takes longer than the few clips we see of him carving an ice sculpture to master the art of ice sculpture or to learn how to play the piano.
1: Right. And that's, from nothing. that's where my argument is. Uh, comes in. I don't think that what the movie shows us is enough to support that he mastered ice sculpture or he mastered piano. I don't think that we can call him a master in these fields. I say he learned how to ice sculpt one thing. Wasn't
0: and he pattern. learned how to play one and or two he w- songs. And he learned right. how to play a that few That was songs. a strong
2: argument 11 months ago from you.
1: It was a strong <laughs> argument. Just, yeah, thank you, Evan. I, rem-
2: <laughs> I remember that very well because the movie only portrays
1: Phil um, playing one song. He, well, we see him play three songs. He learns a song from his instructor at her house, and then he plays two songs at the concert at the end of at the end of the night on Groundhog Day. And they 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 kind uh,
0: of bleed one into the other. But think about le- it like speaking this,
1: as a pianist, though
2: his level of mm-hmm. confidence was uh, uh, of such you know a, a convincing degree that he. He had mastered more than just, I would say, those three well, songs. Well, okay. yeah, I was going
0: to ask you, as a, as a pianist and as a musician, even if this guy set out to learn those three songs, do you think with the level of proficiency he was playing the piano, it certainly seems to suggest he's a lot better than just playing those three songs?
2: Right. I, in 1993, the movie was released. I, I had already been in private classical piano trainings for four years to that day. That's about the time I quit and moved on to guitar. And I was nowhere near Mr. Phil, as far as his <laughs> proficiency level at that time. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, that's four years of private training. So that's at least four years of Groundhog Day looping. Okay. Based
0: on his personal experiential
2: data. Okay.
1: Do you, na- Do we think that Bill Murray learned to play these songs for the movie? He <laughs> no. was actually playing them.
0: You think so? Yeah. I wasn't paying a, t- a ton of attention there was to a, the There was editing. a wide
1: shot where he, his fingers were definitely moving, and it appeared to be on the right <laughs> oh, keys. Stop. Now, so I, do you think that that Bill Murray could have learned to play enough to fake it, at least? I think he probably
0: time? learned how to move his hands in a way that, you know, that he could fake it to some muted piano strings. You know, uh, uh, Jim Henson puppeteers Rolf the Muppet, right? Mm. And Rolf plays the piano. And if you ever watch The Muppet Show or Rolf at all, it always looks so convincing. What Rolf is doing but all Jim Henson had was enough understanding of where like key changes are and stuff to move his hands around mm. rhythmically that's probably what Bill Murray was okay doing, if I had to guess. No, it.
1: you're probably right yeah
0: now let me ask Evan another question based on his piano expertise
1: let's say you're
0: taking four years of classical piano training privately you know yeah let's say that from the outset it was like I want to learn how to play these these three songs mm. incredibly well with confidence Um, if that were indeed the case, do you think that you could have gone in three months?
2: That's a great question. I had never come at it from that angle, I confess. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, in order to be able to undertake a piece, you already have to have the tools accumulated up into that point, uh, necessary to even begin learning that piece. Right. So, and and those take years to craft the tools with which you learn a piece. Sure. And those pieces were of a high difficulty level.
0: Yeah, simple things like rhythm and technique and and all that stuff. Right. So you don't think that Tyler's three month thing is holding as much <laughs> well, three, water as it did a year ago? Three months. Three to, years. Three year. pardon. Yeah. Me. I,
2: I I think three years is possible. Okay. But unlikely.
0: Okay. Ooh, possible yeah. pushback. Possible now, but unlikely.
1: Considering the the uh, character that Phil plays, he's a TV weather reporter, so. Already in his day-to-day life, he has a certain degree of, of performances that he does. He's he's an entertainer already to some capacity, and he has uh, a high capacity for memorization, right? And and reciting things. Okay. So we can contribute that to him learning things so quickly because he's a fast
0: learner because he's a media personality. Yeah, because he's mm. he's having to
1: memorize things for for television all the time. He's having to get on stage and perform all the time. This isn't this isn't like strange territory for him. He, he, I know, but
0: we're talking about like memorizing lines and monologues <laughs> and and having charisma versus learning like a language and throwing. No, cards I understand
1: that, but I'm saying that that his profession contributes to him learning things quicker.
0: It could be, especially yeah, I'll, the I'll, language bit, because of all the that.
1: memorization he does in his in his job. I'm sure that sure. language. Would have been easier for him to learn than another person
0: I'll give you that it stands to reason certain things might have been easier for him mm. learning things, maybe not that he's inherently a maestro because he's also a you know, a, a, a news personality i'm not I'm not <laughs> saying that
1: a pianist and a weatherman go hand in hand but
0: well, I like that you have so much respect for news for person
1: <laughs> I'm saying that that uh you can't you can't consider him like an average person who doesn't have any performance experience.
0: He's not a straight-up layman. He's not like a But that confidence, that confidence you were
1: people. talking about that he exuded while playing the piano was probably a significant significantly contributed by his confidence in front of a camera.
2: Yeah, I I think we're coming at it at a good angle, but I don't think the best angle. <laughs> for me, for me. What kind of angle do you want? The the right question to come at anything when you're when you're trying to get the, the raison d'être, as they say in France, the reason for existence behind any literary work. Is to ask the why, behind not the how, not how he learned how to play piano, but why the loop. Okay. I think once we get at that, we might be able to find out. Mm-hmm. Oh, I
1: like this. So why, why was he put in a loop, and who put him? It's there? always
2: why. Well, the why is is the impetus behind all. I don't know mm-hmm. behind all human. Uh, social experiments like that and this is a human social experiment this so is
0: can we reverse engineer the why by looking at the solution to the loop yeah the loop seems to be resolved uh, by a number of factors and this could this could spawn an entirely different debate which which thing is it in and of itself that unlocks the loop or is it a number of contributing factors a um, that Phil Connors has somehow learned to be a more selfless person does it have uh more to do with rita and his love his selfless love for rita because he's starts to have a thing for rita early on like on day six or day four or something like that um but it has more to do with like uh conquest he wants to get her into bed or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh so he has a selfless love for rita and he's like becomes a contributing member of society in in pennsylvania
1: yeah the the beginning of the film uh Phil is egocentric. They they actually in in the restaurant they admit he admits out loud I am egocentric. Yeah. And Rita calls him egocentric, and that's kind of the whole thing is he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't like these people. He he had, he just looks as, at women as a conquest. So yeah, it, it's a pretty stark difference between his attitude in the beginning of the film and the ending. So it's easy to say that yes, it was just kind of a change of heart. There's a reason he was caught in that loop, and then that's why he broke free.
0: Then it becomes kind of difficult because it's like if becoming a less egocentric or selfless person, a more selfless person is what unlocks the time loop at what number of <laughs> culminating attributes uh, does the time loop unlock? Like That's if he would question. you know what I'm saying? If he would have learned like the piano and bought those guys WrestleMania tickets and stuff but not have bought insurance from Ned would the time loop have stayed <laughs> locked? <laughs> yeah. Is Rita the thing that Unlocks the time. Oh, load. it's Ned. It seems like it's Ned. <laughs>
2: Ned's behind this. <laughs> well, how, how many how many days does it take to reshape an entire character?
0: Ooh, now that's see. I mean, if
2: if Ramis is onto something with thirty years, I, I mean, he seems not to know any more than the next guy. Even though he directed it wonderfully, uh, Danny Rubin actually wrote it, and about three years ago, he he wrote a book. Called "How to Write Groundhog Day," which is which is conveniently located <laughs> as an ebook on the internet. Um, we, I probably should have read it before this, but
1: <laughs> no, no, that's not no. That was too, That's cheating.
2: Yeah. Well, he's he's obviously smart because he's currently lecturing at Harvard, and I would imagine <laughs> someone that is schools. lecturing at Harvard teaching English, uh, kind of as an emeritus, fly in, fly out, talking head for a bunch of students that are going to reshape the world. This guy is after the same thing Aristotle's after and Socrates, which is the virtue that shapes the man who then shapes society. So how long does it take for a man or woman to repeat the same day over and over again until they eventually fall into a positive character formation pattern that changes them entirely. So,
0: if uh, that's the question, Tyler. Then does your three-year theory sure hold? While? Wow, he's like, he answered that yeah. really fast. <laughs> because
1: Phil, in his in his despair, quickly turns to suicide within a few short scenes of repetition.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, he first first he does the Satanism thing, then he yeah. does the hedonism thing. Where he's orders everything the sui-
1: for the, from the restaurant. He's yeah. eating donuts and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, he's hitting on women.
0: Hedonism right after, well, he only does the Satanism thing for like one bit. He wrecks a car and he kind of circles back around to like bank robbery and things like that. But yeah, yeah, then the hedonism, women, conquests, that kind of stuff. And then right after that, suicidal depression. Suicide.
1: So it doesn't take long for him to hit bottom. And it's a montage of suicides. Uh, Fantastic scene. (laughs) First one, he literally, he hits bottom. He drives a truck into a mine, big empty pit. Uh, so because he so quickly hits bottom, this film escalates things really quickly. The first day of the repetition, he's already showing aggression and he's already starting to spiral out of control. So after coming out of that suicidal state, I don't think it would take long for him to start rebuilding. The rebuilding part would take long, but he hit rock bottom so quickly that I don't think three years is unrealistic.
0: Well, look at it like this. like the you, You're hmm. actually... Bring up a great point about the 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 fast escalation. If you actually kind of pay attention to the passage of time before the movie just starts taking tremendous lapses in time without telling you how far, um, there you know, like uh, it takes about a week, where he's doing little things. He memorizes bits and pieces of the day. He tries to predict what Rita's going to do. Um, he gets turned down by Rita on what might be like day 10. And then uh, then it enters a, a fast lapse. You see him get slapped eight different times. I counted them. Eight different times, um, implying eight different dates that he's mm-hmm. being rejected on. And then on day, what might be like day 21, the depression ensues. But you actually get a fast montage of days of depression where he's doing these hilariously nihilistic... News announcements about the never-ending winter of the soul and things like that. Before the first suicide, um, which is the when he like you said when he steals the van, drives it off a cliff. Then you get the toaster suicide, yep. stepping in front of a car, jumping yep. off a building. Um, but that there's an interesting thing about this. Put this put a pin in this for right now. <laughs> but after he jumps off the building. Uh, there's a scene where he is dead in a morgue, mm-hmm. and Rita's identifying the Rita body and the cameraman. Yeah, They're so the day continues body. right after he's right. dead That's, a, that's the, the most puzzling part, the moment
1: it. in time where it actually goes back to Groundhog Day is 6 a.m. on February 3rd. Right. So it's 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. It appears.
0: So for for Phil, he jumps off the building in in theory, and he you know he hits the concrete, experiences brain death or whatever it is and he immediately wakes up at 6 a.m., but
1: that same... Well, we don't t- know that.
0: Uh, in, why wouldn't we theorize that that's the case? Do you think he's because the they day like started, a day restarted? If they see of his
1: dead body, then you're saying that these worlds are existing simultaneously. So well, yeah, I'm saying... He's waking up at 6 a.m. immediately, and they're still identifying his body in the previous... It seems the
0: like the suggestion is that... Uh, yeah, almost like a parallel universe thing where the day... Think about it like this. If he's in the morgue and they're identifying body, the body, that means that the entire universe is not looping. It's looping for Phil because the day continues after he's dead. Every time we see him wake up, we don't see him wake up and then experience some kind It's always like this sudden, like, oh, my God, you know, he sits up in bed to hear Sonny and Cher on the, on the radio. Mm-hmm. And it's as though from the point that he fell asleep or died. Well, both perspectives
2: are portrayed in the movie. The perspective of Phil, who dies and immediately wakes up at the beginning of the next looped day. That's Phil's perspective. And then the perspective of the rest of the universe that sees his dead body or his charred body, presumably, in (laughs) the wreckage of the truck at the bottom of the cliff. So both perspectives are actually happening, which is interesting for us because we have a unique theology, unique to... Obviously, on death and resurrection, the writers of the movie. And we can't superimpose our theology.
1: (laughs) No. Groundhog Day must interpret Groundhog (laughs) Day.
2: Yeah, that's that's important. That's literary criticism. That's good.
1: (laughs) So I think that it's possible for him to have died. Time to continue. And he just wakes up at 6 a.m when the day finally loops. To him it seems instantaneous, oh, but so he remains dead during that time.
0: Metaphysically, the universe continues until 6 a.m. and then resets within the loop. Yes. In this in this possibility. Yeah. Do you see that do you see what I'm saying though like as the, if if it's the case that it's almost like uh the the universe continues beyond that point and has always been continuing beyond that point but for Phil he keeps looping backwards, looping backwards, looping, looping So you're backwards. saying
1: there's layers of, of realities on top of one possibly, another? All, all possibly. All coexisting?
0: The, the important thing I think is that we see revealed in that scene that um, the rest of these guys are having some sort of a continuation of that day. Yeah. After Phil's dead. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And that his... Unless it's a parable. Unless it's a parable. Uh, and we certainly know that Phil's... Phil's body resets um, completely, but yep. his consciousness does not.
1: No, his memories, uh, he retains his memories and his body goes back to the same right. so shape his, it was initially.
0: His mind or consciousness or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it is is aging, whatever number of that we're speculating here, but his body resets. Well, mm-hmm. that has to be the right. case.
1: Yeah. Right. There's an argument that. It takes ten thousand hours to master a trade, so it took a trade. A trade, yeah. So, for instance, yeah, that's a. In order for you to master piano, you need to spend ten thousand hours playing the piano, or if you want to spend <clears throat> ten thousand hours being being an ice sculptor, then you become a master. Now, the argument is that it, this would take him, however many, you know, it would be that's seven the Malcolm years. Malcolm Gladwell factor. Yeah, it's, it's. There was a theory that for four hours a day, for five days a week, uh, he would dedicate himself to some trade. It would take him seven to ten years, uh, and they say that you can only spend four hours a day, five days a week because developing. I mean, playing, learning how to play the piano for too long, you will develop carpal tunnel, or with ice sculpting the same thing, you will develop certain sore muscles and and physical defects because you spend too much time doing a certain thing over and over. He
0: he doesn't have to worry about that. But he
1: doesn't have to worry about that. His body Mm -hmm. resets and therefore all those pains and aches disappear. He can spend more time punishing his body and then reliving the next day like it never happened.
0: But we do have to allow for, there are certain things that we know from the movie that he has learned independently of himself. Like uh, there's a scene where one of the first times, um, post the suicidal depression, which we see a bunch of the suicides on screen. He mentions some that we don't see on screen. He says that he was stabbed, shot, electrocuted, burned, poisoned, frozen, and hung. A yeah. lot of those we don't actually see on screen. How and many that, days
1: do we see on screen? It's about 40. How 30? many actual days do you Yeah, they say? that we see is 40. And then he mentions another.
0: Yeah, few somebody dozen. theorized that there's 38 yeah. clearly represented. But so then, then, then from there on, the movie starts to imply that there's been way more time going on than right. we're seeing. He suddenly knows about everyone in that diner, right? Like in in
1: intimate detail. So that's well, obviously a, a bunch. of I don't of time. know about intimate detail.
0: <laughs> he knows a
1: lot more about them. He than knows he their name and their general interests. Sometimes Something. they're like life goals and things yeah, like that. they're. Each thing that he describes... So he's walking around the restaurant and he's introducing Rita to all of these people trying to convince her that he's living the same day over and over. And so she picks out people in the room and he tells her their name, like their hobbies, kind of what, what they're trying to do in life. He says that one guy is, is gay. He says that another lady uh makes funny squirrel noises when she gets really excited
0: yeah but the implication is more than because uh, we've seen him kind of poll people for his own ad- advantage, right. like
1: he like he took advantage of nancy the girl yeah makes exactly funny like when think squirrel but noises when she gets it excited. seems
0: like some of those things go beyond just asking them a simple question I no i don't
1: about. think that it's it's just simply him taking a poll I would suggest all it would take is for him to sit down in that restaurant one day with one of those people and then just casual conversation. They will indulge all of those well, things yeah, saying sure, one sure. day for all that information. But that's one that's, day per person or one All he has to do is just sit down and, and have a conversation with someone and he can remember those things. Again, going back to his his personality and his career. His, his, he's his he's going to remember retention. things. He spent his he spent his career memorizing things, so he has a lot of that's memory retention right. this
0: is a good point but let me get back to the skill thing so you know there's there's things that he can do on his own he says that it takes him uh i wrote it down what does he say here um he mentions it takes six months to master card throwing yeah. she's like how how you know long it would take you years to get good at this or whatever rita says and he's like oh it actually takes about throwing six cards, months. Into a yeah, hat. Throwing cards into a hat other things like the piano he goes to an instructor uh, and we're led to believe that his entire um, tutoring, his his you know piano lessons, have been with that instructor. So he doesn't get to a certain point and then take it up on his own. So then we have to allow for more time than we would. Like the card thing, he could have spent those six months <laughs> doing the card thing uh, just every day just throwing cards around. And he doesn't need anyone. It doesn't depend on anything. But for the piano thing, he has to go to this person's house. He has to do the introductions every single day. Like you know the well the fifty first dates thing
1: the introduction, the introduction was pretty simple. I'm Phil. I want to take piano lessons. Here's a thousand dollars. Right. And she kicks out the girl that she was sure. giving lessons. So
0: to. So he's doing this every day, but every day he has a, acquired a new love. You know, we get that scene where she's like, "Are you sure this is your first lesson?" But those are all things that are going to not necessarily impede the process, but at least slow it down a yeah. little bit because he has to work past. Right, these things every single time.
1: Yeah, yeah that's the 51st States factor.
0: Exactly. Well, like he doesn't a,
1: have, I wouldn't say that it's an elaborate of a scheme to convince her. He's just offering her money and she says yes. Well, I know, but it's... It's not like he has to convince the instructor to fall in love with him every day.
0: <laughs> it's not exactly 51st States. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> what I'm saying is if it were not a time loop and he was going to her the next week for his piano lessons, she would have such a... Uh, a more profound understanding of where he was at and his yes. mistakes, the things that he's yeah. good at and bad at, and the lessons would have been way more proficient than if he's a stranger every it's single true, day. But
1: he could have also walked away from <laughs> those lessons. Unless he learned lessons. how to... I'm sorry to interrupt. It's okay. He could have <laughs> walked away from those lessons uh, with his his strengths and weaknesses and said to her, you know, I'm I'm a beginner. Here are my strengths and weaknesses. And she well, could have that's slowing out. him down. Right. But if he learns how she
2: teaches, like sit me down and teach me how to teach piano, assuming he had one week of learning how she teaches, then he can present her all the building blocks for learning piano that he has accrued.
0: That's true. And, and just we say, do "Hey, see I'm at this that he's point. Good at that, I'm at level
2: fifty-six thing. in the Alfred de Burge piano beginner course. <laughs> Where's level fifty-seven? Go."
0: That's true.
2: I mean, that's that was my. That's Alfred true. DeBerge.
0: But we do see him say. Or do we do see her say to him, "Are you sure this is your first lesson?" Which implies that he hasn't done that much buffering. Mm-hmm. But he was still pretty. At bad least not at that, that, point. that day. Yeah. He yeah.
2: hadn't yet learned how to teach
0: and therefore That's true. give her. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of sympathy or empathy at that yet. Until that last day. But even some, some something like ice sculpture, is that something he's doing on his own? Is that something well, someone's was, having to teach him?
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. I, I don't think that it's crazy for him to have gotten instruction. He was in like a sectioned-off area of the city out on the street, and there was other people nearby. So I don't think it's crazy for him to have asked someone to teach him. But in my opinion, I think that ice sculpting is easier to learn than piano. I think piano is the strongest argument that— How would you have any basis for knowing that? <laughs> because <laughs> because piano is is far more complex and intricate you have there's a lot more things you have to learn and memorize ice sculpting is far more artistic I, anybody can oh pick up a chainsaw and sculpt ice it's just a matter of being good
0: some you're you've just offended some pianists and ice sculptors
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i'm saying pianists pianists well are 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 more dedicated to their craft than ice sculptures. I feel like it would be harder to learn piano than ice, ice sculpting. Okay.
0: But that's that's so far into the world of conjecture at this yeah. point. That's there. true, yes.
1: But there's not as much to it. <laughs> ice sculpting. There's not as much to it.
2: <laughs> I don't think there's as there's, much to...
1: basket weaving. I don't think then, there's as much then to playing it. the piano, you're right. I've never woven it. a basket. So I'm saying... That ice sculpting is on the level of like painting or, or, or uh, drawing. Like it's it's just it's a simple. You have a a, limited tool. It's not. It's. I think that ice sculpting wouldn't take that long, especially with what he, with what he uh, sculpted. It was like an eagle, I think, or a big was a big bird of some kind. If he kept coming back the same day and kept working on that same piece. I think that he could get pretty good at it in a, in a couple of months.
0: All right, but
1: you are an artist, and not I a pianist. am I am an artist and not a pianist. I have tried to play the piano, and it is much harder than than at least understanding how to do artwork. Because you I, are say, an artist, I say I say being pianist. a master at artwork and and having like demonstrating certain talents is. Much more challenging than just simply picking up a chainsaw and cutting ice. Yes, there are ice sculptors who are masters and then other people who can ice sculpt. A pianist demonstrating it at the level that he did meant that he was like that's I'm harder l- to, I'm looking
0: at a source that says Malcolm Gladwell has stated that it takes anyone ten thousand hours to become an expert in any one subject. Like you said, Phil's an expert in ice sculpture and that uh Top ice sculptors in London Eskimo ice can only call themselves top of their game due to 25 years of experience.
1: Now... Well, there's no, there's nothing to, to support that he's at the top of his game. We saw him carve one, right. one the,
2: bird. The top of an... I've seen ice sculpture competitions. I've been up late watching, you know, the Learning Channel. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> this is a real thing? They're amazing. There's, like, teams of eight guys with chainsaws uh, in the middle of the Arctic... Competing for best sculpture and they're like the size of a house. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 the kind that takes 25 years to master Yeah um, So I understand where Tyler's coming from uh, But I still think this is all This is kind of a case of the cart before the horse and the horse is the why and the inward character that whoever the power that was that was starting Phil over and over groundhog. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoever was the power what, that what was
1: omnipotent power took hold of February second. Wh- whatever. And made it
2: repeat. Whatever lesser god was in charge of Groundhog Day in <laughs> Pennsylvania. Phil. Yeah.
0: The ground he, The he, groundhog. He <laughs> yeah.
2: He was apparently most concerned with character, d- the character yeah. d- development of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well then, Bill Murray's character. Let's
0: leave behind the um, for a moment, at least, the things like the skill set, the implication of days passage of time
2: because the question of the day is how long is the, how long was the loop going on that's oh, yeah. the que- that's, that's the, the purpose question. of this hour together which yes. i think yes. is a highly highly important and valuable yeah, discussion <laughs> must be had um, <laughs> yeah i i just think i just think we're given enough we're given enough leads to apply to our own human experience and use our own human experience as a as a map, if you would, we're given enough leads to take the compass and map of our own selves to find the answer to that question.
0: Then it, this begs a, another question to take the pen out of the, the conversation we've just abandoned for a moment. If, if we concede that this, that's the case, that what we're looking for is how long does it take for a person to reinvent themselves in terms of character, morality, the orientation of their hearts, if you want to get all willy-nilly about it. Um, how long does that take when you put on top of those things a number of achievements that are, uh, you know, secondary or inconsequential to this primary achievement? Because some of these things, it seems, actually contribute to his character development. Totally. I think the piano thing, yeah, art the thing, arts, yeah. things like that, it learning different his, languages, poetry.
2: Yeah, it tempers his, um, well, yeah, his Temperament to be redundant and it causes him to be a little bit more favorable in the mm-hmm. eyes of the city. Yeah. Which is something that he was apparently had zero concern for at the beginning of the film. He's quite... Yeah, he hates it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it certainly makes him a more cultured person in all the good senses right. of the of the expression. But are there things in there that don't contribute to his betterment as a person that would just stall out the time loop even longer, for instance, throwing cards... Is that part of it, or is it just like, man, I shouldn't have wasted so much time learning cards when I could have been learning to play the piano or learning yeah, I French, think poetry, 16th century French poetry, sixteenth-century French poetry? Throwing like
1: cards is probably part of the process. That was after. Was that before or after hitting rock bottom? The
0: card thing yeah, was, it was, was before. No, that's when it's he's before. trying to to woo Rita the first time.
1: Before the, all the, the suicide attempts.
0: No, you're right. It's after. right, right hmm. after. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he he comes out of. He goes into a depression, he becomes suicidal, and then he recovers from that, where he's just kind of contemplative, obviously it's spending all day sitting in bed throwing cards. And he's just trying to rebuild his life in a sense. Uh, I think that you're right, Evan, that these these experiences that he's, he's choosing to engage in uh, are shaping his culture culture shaping his character mm-hmm. and it's been said that like right. travel and experiencing new cultures kind of broadens the mind obviously he can't get out of town because of the blizzard coming in he's stuck in Punxsutawney Pennsylvania yeah, he never yeah. traveled so he yeah he doesn't travel but he, he engages in these other activities that he hasn't before and so I think that broadens his mind he he becomes obviously more caring and uh, he's experiencing emph- other, cultures via yeah, like, other cultures yeah other yeah. cultures
0: literature and poetry arts right
1: and, and uh and so, yes, I think they're definitely developing his character, but does he have to become a master in ice sculpting for him to learn from the process of ice, ice sculpting, spend time with those people, and learn how to have more compassion and learn more about himself through it? It doesn't take yeah, 10,000 hours. To, he doesn't have to become a,
2: a master yeah, It doesn't take 10,000 hours to definition. get there. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he put in enough time to experience change. And to experience a level of mastery in many fields, which I, I definitely think required more than three years.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm with Evan. <laughs> because think of it like this: if we're we're after the big question is how long does it take to you know reinvent oneself and and one's character? That's that's a question. But we're, then we're given these other hints. That even though they may not give us the answer to that question in particular, they definitely help us figure out how long it took for him personally in the same way that if in the middle of the movie they suddenly said, he suddenly said something like, I've been here for 10 years. You know what I mean? We would say, well, we at least know he's been there for 10 years. Now we can
1: figure out if it's any more
0: Yeah, than There's that. So
1: there's nothing like that in the movie. No. He says six months to the card throwing. He says that he's seen a particular movie a hundred times, but... We don't, we don't know, know when he started watching them. Yeah. We don't know if that's literal and, and he could have been watching them every day after he.
0: Yeah. So we get imp- We get the days we see implied days where he'll just, you know, like the thing about uh, there's a kid falling out of a tree and he runs. He's, you know, hold on a second. I've got to do something. He runs over there, catches this kid out of the tree, and then he's ticked off that the kid never never said. says he thank says you. Yeah. Never said thank you to me one time. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow. Maybe. So the insinuation is not only has he been doing this a while, but it has to be more than that. He has to have been in that place enough to know when the kid's going to fall, right? Or heard
1: about heard about the accident somehow. Exactly. And then found him. That's at
0: least a day, and then and then it's gone on more than that. So there's the implication of days, then the things that, and then the skills that he's acquired.
1: Yeah, but I think that a lot of this also can be learned quickly due to muscle memory in a sense. Right. If you well, ever played, if you ever played a video game where you're, yeah, I played a video game <laughs> where you are on some level and you keep dying and you keep being uh, brought back to life at some previous checkpoint. Thing.
2: See, I was I was considering muscle memory as a possibility for his tremendous skill at the piano, but muscle memory requires an interplay between your brain and your muscles. If and you muscles, don't think that that
1: carried over?
0: His muscles didn't carry over. His body resets. Oh, my gosh. His, his body, body resets. does. But, but then
1: that's a question of whether or not your mind and your body are really that interconnected. If, you're, if you just can have the memory of riding a bike, you can still ride a bike. So his nervous system
2: reset. Or his, just his soul—the the immaterial parts of his brain. No, well, I'm,
1: it's his memories, so yeah, it's his
0: consciousness. If we can call it soul, if you want to call it soul, his soul does not reset, but his body has to entirely—anything that's happened from six a.m. to the next six a.m. is wiped from the record mm-hmm. within his physicality. Yeah. So, okay.
2: in, well, in Danny Rubin, in his mind, what is? the house of the soul. Is it in the brain? Is it part of the brain? Is it cel- cellular synapses between the right. brain? So for so me, that muscle dis- memory thing doesn't work. His brain cells rebooted.
1: Right. So you're trying to figure out the, if the writer is, is distinguishing between the material and immaterial? If he's acknowledging this immaterial. Yeah, because because if muscle memory
2: played into how well he could learn the piano, then he would learn a lot more quickly. Mm -hmm. If it was purely memorizing exactly where to tell his muscles to play the piano, it would take a lot longer. Okay. Uh, Um, Because then you develop things like calluses and all that. You know what I mean? So...
1: That's I mean, true. Yeah, that's true. But even the, learning the piano aside, like that actual physical movement of his fingers, he can still f- create a rhythm and a routine for each new day based on a sense, a type aside of muscle memory. Aside from actual muscle memory for Yeah, skill in set, his but, mind, he's creating a routine each day of all these things he's fulfilling. And the more that he does it, the easier and more efficient he becomes at doing them.
0: Right. That's, yeah. That, I mean, the video game thing is is a good analogy because if he's starting to get a rhythm down for how that day unfolds on a regular basis, time to save the mm-hmm. kid, time to save the bum.
1: He knows right when Donkey Kong's going to throw the next barrel. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's already got his finger on the A button. Right. Or the ghosts are about to. We don't need to Pac-Man. do more video games. <laughs> <laughs> no more video games. <laughs> but
0: the yeah, so that's yeah, that's true. That would help him a rhythm, but there are certain things that he's going to have to abandon the more that he um, grafts in different things and rhythms into his day. Like, can he save that bum every single? Well, he didn't save the bum. Bad example. Can he save that kid? Every single day, if he's, he's, this is the year that I'm going to spend learning these three different things and getting to know this person. It's and, a good question. You know, be, becoming proficient in chiropractic. You know, he's like, he reset someone's back or something that they sit on the that day That was before. weird, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's things like that that he just can't possibly fit all those things into the day. And yet the day itself is always that day. So right. he has to pick and choose his battles.
2: He, he seemed to have chosen them all
1: on the last day, though.
0: Right. Which is yeah, really he weird.
1: managed to accomplish all of them in one day.
0: Because, yeah, at that last ball or whatever it is, everyone's thanking him for all those things. that he He got really good at that video game. He
1: did, yeah.
2: Something tells me he didn't play it on the last day, though.
1: The video game? Yeah. He was just living his life? You think that the character development had gotten to a crucial point where it wasn't about changing, that he had changed?
2: I think the growth required some childishness to be purged. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, so I see. So on that last day, it's no longer a matter of Robbing banks or playing video games. Yeah, the to-do list. It's now, these are the things that his natural inclinations propel him. These
2: are the things that if I were given the entire world on a silver platter to make a better place, these are the things that I would do because I have experienced them all. I have gone through, I've served myself and Mm -hmm. I've served others. And so the gods seem to have smiled upon him
1: that <laughs> <laughs> day. Wow. the the that's Groundhog seems to have a very profound message
0: in, in Groundhog Day. With the,
1: well, that's true. At the end of the night, when he's with uh, the girl Rita. Rita, Rita, after she's purchased him from the auction, he says something to that effect: "I'm happy to be here now with you." And he seems to be showing um, contentment that he was just he was happy to be where he was yeah. in that moment.
0: Yeah.
2: So, how long would it take? To experience every possible outcome, let's get open, Theus, for a second. Yeah, please. How long would it take to experience all possible outcomes in any given day before you can confidently say that I have done all the good ones?
0: Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, this. I mean, this. Here's a here's a question of uh, of his character and his character development. The kind of Phil that we see in the beginning of the movie, doesn't it stand to reason that he's going to linger in those hedonistic traps and in those um, philosophically Satanistic traps uh, or, you know, you don't have to call them traps if you like, but those spells that he goes through where he's just indulging do whatever you want he's robbing the bank he's, serve yourself in every possible way
1: yeah he's dating women
0: even the suicidal thing which we know from that line that he's done that longer than we've seen him do it yeah um, it seems like his character and how far on the other side of the spectrum from where we end in the movie uh, it is in the beginning it seems like he's going to linger in those things way longer then we would be able to see, especially if like Evan's saying, he's he's trying to flesh out every possible contingency. You know, I don't think that Phil is going to get tired of hedonism as fast as we see him get tired of right. hedonism, hedonism in the movie. We
2: don't know how many times he took advantage of women.
0: Exactly. He, we see him like with those two girls, Nancy and then the, the girl he takes to the, the Chinese wedding. Yeah. yeah. So, it just really seems like, um, and even the you know, we see eight slaps where he Rita slaps him eight times, but that's just an editing technique. The the um, what they're insinuating is that this is just happening over and over and over and over right. again. Even if it's not necessarily these exact eight times, it's it could be way more way than, way more, more than eight days. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like to me, uh, even knowing my own, <laughs> uh, I'd like to think that currently uh, I might be um, a different caliber of person than Phil was at the beginning of that movie, but. When faced with some otherworldly situation that you're in a time loop, um, even if it wasn't like depraved hedonism, I think my own inclination would be to to experiment within these certain different realms of experiencing the possibilities. Oh, yeah, for a really long time. For sure. S- certainly before I was like, I hate this and I want to. You know what I mean? Your your first thought seems like it would be, what can be? You know. And he does that. He like plays with with being godlike in that hilarious mm-hmm. bit about not at, I'm, the, I'm at not the beginning god. he's talking yeah <laughs> he, a god
1: near the beginning he's talking about being a god yeah yeah when he's eating donuts and pie <laughs> and pancakes no
0: the the that the donuts and pies and pancakes and cigarettes happens before his he the Is hedonism it? thing and then he does the suicide thing he's a god after the suicide he's thing. a god
1: and he knows everyone's name in the restaurant
0: yeah because he's immortal right he can't die
1: you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So if we're going off of the character question, mm-hmm. I think that that would that would suggest a way longer passage of time than we would get if all we were doing was trying to figure out things based on the skills that he's acquired.
2: I think you're onto something with that.
1: Yeah, I think that. What do you got to say, man? I think that uh, you're right, but again, I don't agree that it would have taken that long. I Can think you that give us is... anything more
0: than three years, though? I mean, come on. No.
1: Three, four years, five years. Is that just for good radio? Three to five years. No, I don't. I don't. I have a really good reason that we haven't gotten to yet. Why I think that it's that short. We're over forty
2: minutes in. Yeah, let's
1: hit it then. But uh, I think that his hedonistic his his stream of hedonism wore out quickly because it wasn't fulfilling. And as soon as he started getting to know people in that restaurant and really learning about the people in that town, that his his, uh, his mind kind of changed and his character kind of changed in a sense where he actually learned to appreciate life more based on showing compassion and care for other people. Because it kind of seems like he's, he's bitter and he hates everyone, but he still wants everyone to love him because he's famous. Now he's he's uh, compassionate and caring and everyone loves him because he's compassionate and caring. And I think that his character change, pre- changes pretty quickly and he gets like a, a glimmer of that contentment he can find in com- showing compassion to people. So he starts pursuing it quicker than you think he would have.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but even if we agree, and I, I, I mean, I know that we agree that hedonism is, in a sense, immediately both immediately fulfilling and and unfulfilling at the same time. For a per- person like Phil, based on what we see of him, it stands to reason that, that one could indulge in a lifetime of, of hedonism and have it be unfulfilling without breaking the cycle. Right. Of See that's, that's
2: key, I think, in understanding in understanding this because to finally end up in a place when you are driven by compassion entirely, I don't know that and this is again me imposing my worldview on the well, of course. on the literature of the film. But To say that if I was given a cycle to continually repeat over and over until I get good, uh, I just think that's the greatest kind of fiction ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great
1: story, yeah, it's great.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's presumptuous on the part of Ruben to say that if Phil was given enough days, he'd end up like this. I just think that's that's I think that's crazy and very interesting but unrealistic. That's why it's fiction and good, but yeah, it doesn't I don't buy it.
0: What if you give Ruben the we're talking about the screenwriter now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're giving Ruben more than just giving an an, an infinite a seemingly infinite cycle in order to improve himself as a human. Um he's actually given an a seemingly infinite cycle with very narrow boundaries. He can't get out of yes. this town. He can't get away from these people. He can't get away from these possibilities because even yeah. if we
1: he do snowed allow in, them, he snowed in, the long distance lines are down. He's yeah. stuck in Punktsatani. Yeah, because <laughs> even
0: even within openness, if the if if his day consists of genuine possibilities, it's not an infinite number of possibilities. Right. It's not like if, if you and I were caught in a normal, everyday time loop in the same way... I think it is an infinite amount. We number. would have a... Tr- but he can't get out of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. I still think... How many
2: points are between two points on a line? An infinite amount. An infinite number. I think there are an infinite amount of possibilities, an infinite number of potential moves is that he it, can make.
0: Is it mathematically erroneous to say that he would have even more? possibilities were his, were he not in the situation that he was in. He of course, of yeah, course he would have had more.
1: Yeah. Okay. Still so. infinite. Now, going back to uh, his pursuit of of having compassion for others, do you think that Rita was a catalyst in that? Because his mm-hmm. for a long time he was just trying to to conquer Rita and capture her attention, get him get her to love him. Yeah. Now she continually showed compassion for others. It was a caring person, and he finally realized that that's what it takes to get her to love him. Well, it
2: was it was Rita's guardian angel that looped Phil every day. Just kidding, out <laughs> <laughs>
1: So there's there's there <laughs> that's maybe that's <laughs> she as a catalyst gave him a glimpse into the fulfillment you can have by being compassionate. She and was a
0: good, she was a good witness to Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I mean, even if the things that Propel him down the correct, if we're going to use language like that, the correct path or more correct path. Are selfish in the beginning. They eventually shed whatever selfishness it, based on what we see in the movie along the way, right?
2: Yeah, there's tons of selfishness was shed. Wasn't there a scene? And I'm, I'm coming into this conversation having not seen the movie recently, right? Um, but I'm able to reflect, and things are coming back as you guys talk. Wasn't there a scene when he does take Rita to bed before the last day?
0: Not in the not in the sense that they actually sleep together. No. There's there's no, your, st- there's
1: no intercourse being had. She does fall asleep next to him and then disappears. Yeah, that's know, that's does he fine. wake up and look for her and she's not there? What yeah. were the conditions of that? It, what, he what was, circumstances he was trying to create the perfect date for her so she would fall in love with him. Well, well, more th- so it was still yeah, yeah. selfish it was still narcissism yeah. Yeah, it, was still and it,
0: it wasn't love, he, he wanted to have sex with her that was yeah. a, that well was, you're right yeah, he, he was pushing it to right. that moment
2: so Rita's physical location as being with him was not the key it was still character formation and yeah. specifically uh, that he would not continue manipulating in a narcissistic way that the world would not be a centripetal force of nature around him being sucked inward it was that he would be a centrifugal force sending love outward. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, because I think that 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 P, that element of Rita is actually key to that argument because we you can't say that it had anything to do with them having some romantic consensual evening together.
1: Because um, in the end they, because they, they had, didn't.
0: Yeah, well they had and they had they had many dates that were nice and they even had what seemed like um Times together between the two of them that were not entirely selfish on Phil's part, after he's you know his kind of sexual conquest that he attempted, uh, but that isn't the key that unlocked it. And like you said, there's there's a moment when he wakes up and she's gone. So that right. wasn't that wasn't the
1: and in the same way, yeah. To to clarify, all of those previous attempts uh, with Rita were to sleep with her. Yeah. And then in the end, in the final date it was about him loving her and not about sex because when when they are in bed together that that night that they, they don't have sex
0: they don't have sex and actually their uh the screenwriter felt it i think felt it necessary to have insert this line where he's like being affectionate physically affectionate to her and she says something like why weren't you like this last night? You just went to sleep. Yeah. So it's almost like it's reversed and at this point she's so enamored with him, she was the one that was like physically driven to him. Right. And he was uninter or not maybe not uninterested, but that's not what he was after. Right. He
1: was content with just being in hmm. the moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That obviously represents an a tremendous change. yeah. Yeah. flip of his intention, his intention. So,
1: now that we're on the next morning, February 3rd, he wakes up at 6 a.m. and she's in bed next to him. And he realizes that the cycle's broken.
2: I did just see this scene. Yeah, he okay. goes ahead. did watch he goes ahead. Ahead. this scene, yeah. He goes ahead and pinches her forearm to see if she's yeah. real.
1: The reveal uh, that the cycle is broken is that we hear the Sonny and Cher song again, and then you see her arm reaching across him to turn the alarm clock Yeah, it's great. It's, it's great. a great reveal. Yeah, you're, you're, you're taken back, you're shocked, and he's, and he's in a state of disbelief. Now you guys are saying that thirty years he's been in this cycle, and then this morning, it just it ends.
0: Potentially thirty years. What is what was your? I think your that number? some somewhere between ten and thirty. Ten probably, to thirty years. Yeah. And what's and what's no, yours, what's yours
2: at this point, Evan? Uh, I mean, I think ten years is ten years. I think ten years is fair.
1: So ten years of living the same day a over decade. and over. Ten to thirty in your case, Josh. And he wakes up on February third, and the cycle is ended. Yeah, you don't think that he would have some sort of psychological breakdown? I don't think that we his can reaction do that. <laughs> was so calm, so mild-mannered. He just turned over and acted like everything was normal. No, but what he says next is the key to this, I think,
0: because he asks her in in that moment, "Is there something I can do for you?" today or what can I do for you today. So his character Well, has he has
1: said you're still here and she says, "Yes, I'm still here." And so he's still trying to figure out what right. happened. He I takes just, a few moments to try and understand that, that that something has changed. And he says any change is good
0: Yeah, or, any cha- any change is he good. He said
1: it feels different and she says it's different bad. And he says anything different is good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just think okay, a sidebar, this is a pet peeve of mine in film criticism. Um, mostly with just wide audiences. When you watch something extraordinary happen in a movie and people impose what they assume would be their reaction on the, this character and say, like, oh my gosh, they would be way more afraid than that. Or, oh my gosh, they would have seen that coming. And it's just not fair. We just cannot possibly know how he would... Who's to say that the level of calm is not like the per- per- the perfect response to what he's feeling? It's almost like this wave of... Inner elation and peace. You
2: know what I mean. I yeah. would even think three hours later he would break down and weep. Not three minutes in. I yeah. think he's processing. He even stands outside on the step, and he's like, "Let's live here." Right. Like, so yeah, his that's, attitude that's pretty was, extreme. His attitude has
1: like, taken 180 degrees from when he initially atti- arrived in Punxsutawney. And, and he's a yeah, different person. Yeah, his attitude is, he's a different yeah.
2: person. His attitude's changed. But 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 the impact, the gravity of the situation is just be- only beginning. To weigh upon him, and the realization of salvation. Actually, the guy's been completely redeemed from the loop. Yeah, and he's standing on his front door, suggesting to relocate his entire life to Punxsutawney. And uh, I think that's just the begin. I think three. Hour- I think three hours. Four hours. If it was. Again, I'm p- I'm posing, but I feel it's five hours later if it was me. I, that, that's when you'd start to see them. At t- and a week later, if it had been ten years, it would take a week for that constipation to come out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's an there's an analogy for yeah. That.
2: I mean, he's he's experiencing uh, a backlog uh-huh. of of so much that you're not going to see it in the last.
1: I agree. Yeah, two and yeah, and half minutes initially. of, you think of that following action. You think that if he if he does start to panic or. Or kinda of freak out it's going to come later than in the few moments we saw. Yeah, because I, mean, oh, yeah. I
0: think the reality of the actual progression of time rather than the looping of time is something that's yeah, she's there. Part me even if it's subconscious, there might be a part of him that's like Is it gonna loop again? Like you know what I mean? This is the rhythm that he's known for potentially a decade. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And so that to me is 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 not convincing because if you're in the same loop for 10 years you're going to start letting your guard down you're not going to be worrying about the future you're not going to be worried about limited resources you that's why he's throwing his money around that's why he's being so kind of frivolous with a lot of his resources because he's not worried about the next day he's not worried about his safety he knows when cars are going to pass through the street he's already killed himself he knows he knows he won't die so all of a sudden you're thrust back into all of those things that you don't, all this, all this, this wave of uncertainty comes back over you. Seems like you're
0: defeating your own argument. This seems like an argument to me for the serenity that he experiences. No, it seems that's not all going to come back to him in a single moment of realization. It's going to take a long time for him to realize, oh my gosh, I have to be careful. Oh my gosh, I can't be uh, superfluous with my resources and my time. Oh my, you know what I mean? Like, after 10 years of re- repetition mm-hmm. and be- behavior solidifying, it's going to take him a long time to unlearn what he's so used to that he won't get back in a moment.
1: Don't you think?
2: That's what I think, man.
1: I, d- <laughs> I don't. Well, let me say I this. His reaction, his reaction in that agreed, moment would have, been, would have been more than simply pinching the forearm of Rita. And call, call Bill. He's the one who acted it. You're <laughs> right. You're right. <laughs> But, but I I believe that he could react this way had the time he was looped in not been very long.
0: I see. You think that if it was ten years, years
1: ten years to thirty years would have been a much more significant change to him. Three to five years, I can I can buy it. That's years, man. That's still years. It's, year. it's still years, but it's not as such a long period of time. Thirty years is is a lifetime. That's that's how long people raise their families and have grandkids that's a really significant amount of time 3 to 5 years is less than high school uh, or more than true
2: <laughs>
0: yes well since we've made it i mean we've we've been at this for almost an hour or more now and and we've made it to the end of the movie um i think that it's the good place for us to wrap up is this uh it doesn't sound like tyler has been convinced no. That that it's longer than three years, even though he's allowing for the possibility of something like five.
1: Yeah. Because um, I don't believe he was a master in these trades. I believe that he spent long enough time to be good and confident with them, but there's nothing to support he's a master.
0: So even though Tyler hasn't come around to the correct perspective <laughs> on Groundhog Day, I think that the thing that we all agree on is, uh, is the thing that uh, Evan um, pointed out in the beginning, which is the... The why of the time loop is actually the significance of Groundhog Day mm-hmm. overall. The why is the key to the message or the moral or the the overall thrust of, of Groundhog Day and, and what we as an audience, if you want to put it like this, if there were one universal message in Groundhog Day, it seems to be if there were. Do you know what I'm saying? We're we're on the same page with that. Mm-hmm. With the the question isn't about uh, figuring out how long it takes to to sculpt ice. The question is how long does it take to reinvent a human being. So on this particular case, I don't think that we can say anyone hates movies. No, um, just that Tyler misunderstands them. <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or the RSS feed at YouHateMovies dot com. Or you can also check out a link to the Twitter argument that became the source of this very episode last year's Groundhog Day.